It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Why isn't your junior golfer improving? When are they gonna improve? How will they improve? What are you missing that could help them improve? These are all questions I think many of us have as we're involved in the junior golfers process and development through their entire journey. And all of these things I'm gonna be going over in this podcast episode and touching on some things that I think will help all of us out and maybe give a little bit of realization about the true process and progression of a junior golfer in this game. Now, the first thing I'm gonna touch on is going to be something that I talked about with Dave Malone in episode 54, where we talked about the burning desire. Now, I've thought about this deeply because I think it is fascinating to see children have a burning desire towards something. Now, we're talking about junior golf, so towards junior golf is an amazing thing to see. I just love seeing the junior golfers out practicing, playing. They can't get enough of the game. They don't want to go home. They just want to stay at the golf course, practice, play, and they have that burning desire towards just the love of the game. And I think internally, too, they also want to get better. So they ask a lot of questions. They do all the things that are recommended from their coaches, and we would love to have all of our junior golfers like that type of junior golfer. Unfortunately, it's not always the case immediately, and we don't know if or when that burning desire is going to come. Another fascinating thing I've thought about this with burning desire is I would say generally speaking, I think there's a certain age where junior golfers can have that burning desire. So I'll give you an example. I give lessons to all ages. And I've given lessons to children of, let's just say, the age of six or seven. And they already play golf at a pretty high level. They can score. They can make putts. They can hit different types of shots, this and that. But let's just say from a technical standpoint, they hold the grip still kind of like a hockey style or semi-baseball grip where they've got all 10 fingers in the grip. Now, if I were to go in and try to change the grip and say, okay, let's do the interlocking grip, they could do it. They could hit the ball arguably just as well as they were before. However, to get that to stick, I found it takes a much longer time because although they do love the game and although they want to get better, I think they don't necessarily have the developmental stage to actually understand what that burning desire is to get better. And for them, it's still so much fun, which is, I think, very, very important part of the development. However, they're not in the developmental stage to understand, okay, if I hold the club this way, it's going to help me this way long term, which is then going to help towards my end goal, which is going to make me a better golfer. They just don't have that. And again, this is my personal experience from what I've seen, because I've tried to make these changes in the past, whether it's a grip or could be posture, really anything. And then you'll see them do it. They'll perform it. They do well. And then you watch them 20 minutes later, went back to how they're comfortable doing it. It's their subconscious thing. You can remind them a thousand times. You'll see them a week later, still doing what they did before. So that kind of tells me that maybe it just takes a while for their burning desire. But that kind of also goes back to the premise of what I think is important for junior golfers, and that is to promote a positive experience for them and 
what Jim Hardy from U.S. Kids Golf said is make it fun enough, long enough so they can't get enough. I think that's got to be kind of still at the forefront of what we're actually trying to do. So if you put that into perspective and then tie that back to maybe some of your questions, why isn't my junior improving? When will they improve? How will they improve? You know, what is it that you're missing? Part of it could be that we just got to wait until they're of of age. You know, maybe they're just too young to get to what we think is the standard of what their goal should be. So, you know, to give you an example, I've got another student of mine. He just started playing golf in May. Lovely boy. Such a good personality. Absolutely fell in love with the game of golf. And he's a little bit older than your six, seven-year-old player. And he can't get enough of golf. He wants to be at the golf course practicing playing. His parents can't drag him off the golf course. However, they are so thrilled and happy that he has found something that he loves. And I was able to give him a one-on-one lesson. And mind you, he's in my group Operation 36 classes. He earned the one-on-one lesson because he had the most points logged from his practice sessions and his playing in the Operation 36 app. And so I extended a free one-on-one lesson with him. After the lesson, he went home and he told his dad and he says, that was the best gift I could have ever gotten. Now, where do you think his desire is? Bingo. He's got a burning desire, right? And he's willing to make the changes. And, you know, we, we changed just a couple of things in his swing during the one-on-one lesson. And he went and applied them the next day to his nine-hole challenge. And he was like, hmm, do I do what I did with Coach Travis in the lesson? Or do, it, do I do what I did before? And he's like, ah, I'm just going to go with what Coach Travis said. Went with it. Ironically, he played really well. Now, I'm not saying that's the standard and I'm not saying that's going to happen every single time, but, you know, his desire is so high that he kind of sees, you know, some light at the end of the tunnel that, you know, he's going to make these changes. And that might be part why his progression has been so quick. In Operation 36, he's already moved on to Division 4, where he's going to be teeing off from 150 yards away on every single hole. And this kid's only played golf for four months. So, again, that might be a big first step is, you know, how do we build that desire? It might be an age, might be a stage in the development. It might be that we just need more encouragement and we need to make sure that they're in the right environment for them to thrive and really just makes that experience positive for them to keep them coming back day in and day out. The next thing I would say is if your junior golfer has been playing golf for a while, you know, how much are they practicing? How much are they playing? You know, are they putting in the time? This really isn't a game where we can just show up once a week and hope that we'll start seeing some clear progression in their game. And it's just not going to happen. It's just one of those things that we've got to do over and over and over. And there's so many different ways. Even myself, I'm getting old, still practices, still tries to hit new shots, still tries to improve certain shots. We're never going to master this game. That's the beauty of golf. However, you know, if we do want to see a junior golfer improving, well, we've got to find a way to get them to practice. We've got to find a way to get them to play. If they're not practicing or playing very much, yeah, the gains are going to be marginal. You're not going to see them. It's, you know, we're not going to see all of a sudden just a, a flick of the switch where now every ball is flying in the air, let's say 100, 150 yards. It's just not going to happen. So they got to make sure that they put in the time. If you haven't put in the time, I would say, you know, look into your schedule and see, okay, where can we schedule more time for the junior golf to get out and practice and play and just make sure that, that experience is fun so that they can continue to want to come to you and say, hey, you know what? 
mom, dad, coach, I want to go play, I want to go practice. That is what we want to hear. Now, the next thing is, is that junior golfers are children and they are growing. And what I mean by that is their limbs even grow at different rates. So as they develop, you know, you might see some progressional ups and downs along the way just because their bodies are changing. They have to get new clubs every 18 months to 24 months. You know, they have to adapt to these things. Maybe they're growing tall, but they're not necessarily putting on the muscle. You know, there's a lot of factors that can come into this. And that might be why you might see some developmental changes along the way. So keep that in mind that, you know, that might be part of the reason that their progression isn't happening as quickly as you want. Or maybe that's why they have a regression. It could just be because their body's changing. That's life. That's what happens. But if they stick with it, they're going to figure it out. The next thing is, is be very cautious of rating a golf swing over their ability to play golf. And what I mean by that is you can sit on the driving range and watch them hit balls and wonder, gee, why is the ball not going in the air? Gee, why is the ball not going straight? And, you know, we, we might be quick to judge that they need to make all of these changes so that they can hurt, hit certain style shots. But the reality is, is I think we actually have to look at them as players and athletes on the golf course. Now, score is measurable. And that could be one factor to look into. I wouldn't say it's the only thing that you want to be looking into. But going from score in a developmental model, such as the Operation 36 model, where everybody starts close to the hole, you know, I can look at these reports of my junior golfers. And even when I'm scratching my head as a golf coach saying, gee, are they actually getting better? I look at their progression of their scores, starting from 25 yards, moving back to 50 yards and back to 100 yards. Well, first off, if they're moving back to 50 yards or back to 100 yards, they were able to shoot 36 from those distances in nine holes, which then tells you, well, they are improving because two weeks ago they weren't able to do that or a month ago. And then the next thing is, is that you also just start to see their scores start to go down and down and down. So, you know, that's the beauty, I think, of the Operation 36 model is that as they're moving back, it builds their confidence. But then you also know that there is progression in there. And you're rating them not just on their golf swing, you're rating them on their ability to play golf if it is that you are worried about why or why not they are improving. Now, a couple other things I think to keep in mind, and I think we're quite fortunate here in the United States, and I know a lot of other countries offer a lot of different sports and access to different sports. And you know, I've really have seen a trend, and especially since I've been back in the United States after I came back from China, that children playing in other sports are able to figure out the coordination and the concepts of the golf swing and the idea of the game getting in the hole with the least amount of strokes much faster than those who don't participate in other sports. I recently had the pleasure of teaching two girls. One was 15 and one was 19, and they were sisters. And they had never played golf before, but they had played field hockey, soccer, volleyball, you name it. The list goes on and on and on about how many sports they played. I kid you not, in the first lesson, I don't normally do this. I usually just stick to short game. Like, okay, first few lessons, we're doing chipping. We have to understand the concepts to get the ball in the air. Well, we did chipping. They'd never chipped before in their lives. And 
within five, 10 minutes, they're able to get the ball in the air. And then I started putting like some targets out there or some squares with some of this tape I use and giving them some, you know, more challenges because I could see that they needed it to control the distances. And all of a sudden they can, they can control the distances. And I said, you know, is there a similarity to this with some of the sports? They said, well, yeah, with soccer and field hockey, like you have to pass the ball and be able to control the distance. So it's kind of similar. We can have that same gauge carried over to putting. Then I was like, okay, what happens when we hit 20, 30 yard shots? Can they maintain the concept of hitting the ground, getting the ball up in the air? Sure enough, they did. So I was like, well, you know what? At this rate, how we're going, why not? Let's head over to the drive range. I, I didn't have him hit off the grass, but we did hit off the mats. And I, I just told him, I said, you know, the concepts are going to be the same. Can I see what you would do if you had to make a bigger swing? To me, it looked pretty functional, functionable. Next thing you know, the ball's flying in the air. And like, to me, and I, I'm like questioning these girls. I said, are you sure you've never played golf before? Like, is this the first time you've ever touched the golf club? Yes, 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 yes. And this is just a recent example, but I have seen it through the summer camps that we had. We had a lot of players that came from baseball or softball or, like I said, soccer, volleyball. And those are the ones that just seem to get it much faster just because they have other sports and and prior experience where there's a lot of similarities in the movement patterns that we make or just the ability to control the curvature of the ball. And I think it's just a huge thing. So the moral of that story if your children aren't already, get them into more sports. If you're a golf coach, promote them getting into other sports besides just golf because I think it's going to help their development for the long run. Now, a couple other things here is, you know, you could take all of this advice or experience that I've had and the reality is sometimes we just don't know when it may click or when it may happen. I've said this before on previous episodes. When I was 14 years old, I joined my high school golf team as a freshman, I want to say my best score for nine holes maybe was around a 45 at that time. You fast forward a year and a half later, I'm the second best player on the golf team. First best is my my good buddy, Ryan. However, we would compete and I could beat him. I hold that to him to this day. And I'm now shooting even par. I have the ability to shoot under par. Now, I look back at that and I say, well, geez, how did I improve so quickly when my best before was maybe a 45? I would definitely shoot in the 50s for nine holes. I think I even had a few rounds in the 60s for nine holes. And here I am now shooting 36 for nine holes or better. Well, I think the first thing, I had a burning desire. Couldn't get enough of the game. Watched it on TV. Swung clubs in the living room. Had foam balls. Played out in the yard. Met up with my buddies had the monthly membership in the summertime so I could play unlimited golf at the golf course, went and got a job at the golf course so that I could hit free range balls, and then I could get rid of my monthly membership and play free golf, all because I loved it so much. And I did that day in and day out for a year and a half. Bang. Guess what? There we are. I'm able to compete. I can play. And, um, you know, the desire just kept getting stronger and stronger along the way, which is really cool. The last thing I'm going to leave you with is just kind of a realistic analogy. So if you're a parent listening to this episode, just think about the job that you have, or maybe you own a company, and you look back to when you came out of college or high school and you started working, could you have performed the job that you have today? Maybe some of you might say yes, but I think a lot of you might say no. 
And you look back to that moment and probably what you're doing now wasn't even on the horizon at that point because you were entry level. And for junior golfers starting out of the game, they're still young. They still haven't had as much time or as experience in the game. And it just takes time. And it takes a lot of experience. And they need to be able to spend a lot of time out playing the game for them to really truly develop. And again, thinking back to that moment of the job that you had when you started out and where you are now, you can kind of see it took time. It took years. Some of you might be scratching your head and saying, well, geez, that took me 20 years. Golf's not much, much different. I look back to when I first started coaching golf and how I coach now, just from the technical standpoint, completely different. When I started coaching golf at the beginning, all I could coach is what I could feel in my own golf swing. And trust me, I didn't work for everybody. I also thought at that time that everybody needed to be a player and everybody needed to compete. I don't think that's the case now. I think the experiences that we have and how we grow and develop through life have so many similarities to the game of golf. So for all of you listeners out there, whether you're parent, player, or coach, we have to be patient. We have to understand that this is a process. That process has its ups and downs. It's not a linear path, but be patient and make sure that it's a positive experience the entire time and that you're all having fun because if that's the case, you'll stick with it. And if improvement is what it is that you're after, then you will see it come. Trust me with that. I hope you have a great week and look forward to having you here back on the podcast next week.